Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So the International Monetary Fund advised the Japanese government to reload Abenomics, which aims a number of twos actually prepare for this a two percent consumer price inflation real gdp growth at two percent and a primary budget balance by 2020 it's claimed that in order to do so the country needs to revamp its labor market and income policies takuchi okubo managing director and chief economist at japan macro advisors joins us on the line good morning to you hi good morning Good to have you here. So, um, what sort of economic measures is Japan currently pursuing under Abenomics? Can we just make that clear firstly? Sure. Um, I think, uh, well, it's been three years since Abenomics uh, started. Uh, it consists of uh, basically three set, three uh, sets of uh, policies. One is a monetary policy. I'm sure the listener has been uh, hearing a lot about how Bank of Japan is uh, easing, expanding its balance sheet. Uh, and then that's the first policy. The second policy is the fiscal spending. The government does spend uh, more on uh, infrastructure to hire more people uh, and trying to raise wages. And then the third is, uh, as you mentioned, that there are uh, regulatory reforms, such as uh, labor market deregulation. Mm. So these uh, three sets of policies are what uh, Abenomics are meant are trying to implement. But there have been some real risks associated with Abenomics, and every few weeks we seem to check back in on uh, the country's progress. Can you take us through some of those threats? Sure. Um, well, um, three years has, uh, has passed, but then Abenomics hasn't uh, reached its goal of a reflating Japanese economy. Abenomics initially had a very simple target, uh, 2% inflation, uh, in two years, and two uh, percent real GDP growth, and in ni- uh, but neither neither the inflation nor the growth has picked up to uh, such a high uh, goals. So, and in the meantime, uh, Bank of Japan has uh, already passed its initial uh, uh, deadline over two years in achieving its two percent inflation, and that uh, its balance sheet is expanding. And there are many uh, economists, including IMF and uh, ourselves, who are starting to concern that uh, it will have a side effect. Uh, And if you could summarize just some of the main factors behind that. Mm. Well, um, Bank of Japan is uh, uh, trying to ease the financial condition by uh, uh, making uh, long-term interest rates uh, lower and lower. Um, and currently, a uh, 10-year interest rate in Japan is uh, slightly minus, um, about minus 0.1%. And this is uh, having, this is actually making overall interest rate uh, very, very low. Uh, for example, in Japan, you can actually get a housing mortgage at less than 1%. Mm. So, but but in in do, in doing so, uh, Bank of Japan is actually making financial uh, system unstable. Um, and also, uh, it's, uh, such a low interest rate is actually making government uh, too relaxed about the need of a fiscal consolidation. But uh, many of us would be tempted to get on the property ladder with uh, that sort of rate being offered for a mortgage. Why are we not seeing um, 
lower commodity prices generally feeding into the economy? Sorry. Um, well, uh, it is feeding into the economy. Uh, the price are uh, uh, stable to actually slightly declining, and uh, I'm sure consumers will like that. And then uh, uh, also Japanese companies are uh, reaping the benefit of lower commodity prices. Their corporate profits are certainly up. But um, so I do, I do believe that the commodity price uh, decline is already helping Japanese economy. Um, you might say that the wealth growth hasn't really been uh, that impressive. Well, I think that's actually the state and that, uh, the strength of the Japanese economy. I mean, that's actually the... The, you know how much Japanese economy could grow, even with the help of uh, commodity price declines. I mean, we heard recently um, a pretty positive appraisal of the stimulus package that Japan is set to implement. But according to the IMF, uh, Tokyo has limited room for monetary and fiscal stimulus. What, what's your view? Well. Uh, I think uh, majority of economists were actually critical of uh, economic stimulus. Of course, the government like to promote that uh, how big and how uh, uh, innovative these uh, stimuluses are. But I think majority of our uh, private sector economists were very critical that the government is just was just hyping up the uh, headline number, but they are actually not spending as much as uh, they they cl- they claim. And uh, also, the economic stimulus includes almost uh, no innovation, uh, no innovative uh, ways. Um, so I think uh, that basically comes uh, in quite in line with the IMF's uh, criticism of Japanese economy. The Japanese economy has been just uh, simply uh, monetary easing, and and then in also in terms of fiscal policies, I think IMF is actually urging uh, Japanese economy to basically stop. Well, let's look at uh, a bit more closely at one of the IMF's recommendations, uh, pushing wages up, especially mm. among profitable companies. Can you just assess that for us? Sure. Uh, well, so we've been uh, um, we've been discussing with IMF, but then IMF um, um, uh, can recommend uh, what he likes to, but then. Well, there is, Japan is a market-based economy, and I think it would be very difficult for Japanese government to intervene in the wage-setting uh, process of uh, especially large corporations. Mm. So um, Japanese government can, of course, uh, raise the minimum wage, and maybe that's what uh, one of the measures Japanese government can take. But intervening in the wage-setting uh, process of large companies I don't, I don't think that's actually wise. Interesting. How could labor reform, including addressing the, the gap in wages and job security between uh, regular and non-regular employees, help? That's uh, obviously a topic that touches very close to home for us here in South Korea as well. Right. Well, it's a, it's a complicated issue, but then um, I do think a Japanese company has been with uh, well, Japanese companies have been reluctant to hire even when there's a business of a new business opportunities because they know that the Japanese labor labor law uh, says that they cannot actually uh, fire their employees under any circumstances, even with compensation. 
So the the, uh, the one of the cases where the companies are allowed to let people go is when the company goes bankrupt. So um, so that that's one reason why uh, even with the growth and new opportunities, Japanese companies are reluctant to hire new uh, new people. So, but that is actually sapping away the dynamism in uh, from Japanese uh, businesses. So that's why some some labor reforms are urgently needed. And one final area to look at, consumption tax. It's been a discussion that we've had again uh, in the past with relation to Japan, but the IMF saying that that tax rate should be increased from 8% to at least 15%, which seems like it would put off consumption, but uh, what's again your take on that? Sure. Well, the Japanese government is uh, uh, in deficit, in I would say very large deficit. Um, Japanese government is still running uh, more than 4% to GDP uh, deficit. And uh, uh, also, in, in, in I think Japanese government should um, uh, this should put more effort in consolidating fiscal uh, fiscal uh, balances. So in that sense, uh, Japan has to either cut spending or raise taxes. And uh, IMF's judgment is that Japan should be raising taxes. And uh, in their view, that the consumption tax is the most uh, well least. Uh, evasive way uh, uh, to the Japanese economy. Takuji Okubo, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. There's an overview of Abenomics as it currently stands with our guest there from Japan Macro Advisors. One problem that Japan obviously has to deal with um, or has to confront and if not confront then simply accept uh, is one that we also face here in South Korea just in the last a um, couple of hours this morning, we've seen a report released by the Korea Economic Research Institute, which shows that the country's GDP here, that is Korea, is expected to shrink 7.95% from that of 2014 by 2026, simply because of a lack of people eligible to work, i.e. because of an aged population. And population aging is something that Japan has gone through, it continues to go through, but is a a warning to us here in South Korea and we're just seeing these statistics repeated over and over again uh, to quote the report directly by 2050 the country's aged population is expected to account for 35.15% of the total this will cause a 21.9% drop in the country's GDP from 2014 so the outlook gets even more pessimistic the further you go along and we've seen the government try to boost the birth rate that's not really worked so far uh, in some months, we've seen a little spike here and there, but generally speaking, it's not working. Uh, it doesn't look like Japan and South Korea are going to open up the gates to immigration as a way of dealing with it either. So it is, um, at the moment, something that we might feel like passengers just watching those figures unfold. If you want to share your thoughts on the economic situation here in Korea or in Japan, for that matter, as we were just discussing, you can text us powder sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Our email's open to you, efmthismorning at gmail.com.